Blog Talk Radio. We live! We're live! Live from Chicago and Las Vegas. You're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's page one. It's page one. With LaVar and Mary. With LaVar and Mary. Blog Talk Radio Nation. So glad to be back with you. This is page one with LeVar and Mary for this Friday night, July 29th, the last show of the month uh, before we go into August. And uh, as you have heard us say countless times uh, tonight is kind of a special milestone because tonight is show number two. So, um, you know, it's not like a 500 show. It's not a first show, but we take these things um, seriously because every milestone is special. And, of course, when you think back, 200 shows. I mean, really, uh, this show started um, on November 4th, uh, 2011. Uh, and even then it was known as the cutting room floor, <laughs> uh, went into a couple of different variations, took some time off, came back, took a little time off, came back, and we've been with you consistently, I do believe, for the last few years, just about every Friday night, uh, especially in this time slot. And I cannot do this, as I always say, without my wonderful friend Mary. How are you? I am good. Happy 200 to you, sir. Mm-hmm. Happy 200 to you as well. Um, there's a lot here planned tonight. I know a lot of people say, you know, um, you know, do you have anything special? The only thing, because we haven't had a chance to talk with all of you in the last couple of weeks, um, is in honor of the 200th show tonight, we are going to pretty much do every segment that we have uh, along with a couple of special things along the way, it will still be the same, but just a regular show tonight. We just added in a couple of extra special things. Um, so we got a lot to discuss because we have not been pretty much uh, with you. Cause I know we were off last week. Uh, I was out in the wonderful state of, uh, <laughs> Arizona, which was beyond hot, so I do know how it feels out in the West. (laughs) Um, Record 113, I know, on that Friday, just last Friday. and But you know what? One thing I will say, especially for the area I was in, because I I hear different from everybody that lives out there, but everyone was really nice. The only thing I felt a little odd about, uh, I am amazed at travel now because half the people probably still mask up and the other half don't. And when you go into certain places and you feel a little weird for wearing a mask when you go in somewhere, which takes a little getting used to. Um, but knock on wood. Uh, well, I'll, I'll do that for you. 
Um, <laughs> uh, after the trip, I think we're now about, what, five days in. I feel well. Nothing. So, good. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it was very nice. I will actually say there were some interesting uh, points, though. There's one thing that I learned, though, um, and I was not aware of it. Everything in Arizona closes at, like, 10 o'clock. Why? I, that I don't know. When things close, like, I have been out in Vegas, a 24-hour town for so long that when things close, I get, like, I'm like, oh, oh, it's, it's, it's like midnight. That's right. Things close down. Oops. So. But there, it was like 10 o'clock. Maybe somebody who lives in Arizona can explain it to me because I went uh, last Friday night at this time. I was able to go and see uh, the Phoenix Mercury versus the Seattle Storm. Great game up until the fourth quarter. Uh, and I got to see Seabird and her <laughs> final run through there to Phoenix. Uh, saw Diana Tarazi, saw, uh, you know, a great game. And afterwards, went out. Uh, local restaurant was packed as it was because there was also a Diamondbacks game that night. And then uh, also uh, there was a restaurant that was open until 2, but the bar and the kitchen closed at 10. So there was no way to get food. Had to drive around all night long until I found what restaurant chain was open? Taco Bell. <laughs> of course. There's nothing wrong, wrong with that, but Taco Bell. So, yes. Oh, and by the way, speaking of restaurant chains, I did try the Strawberry Frosty today. Wendy's. Everyone that was pretty much in the restaurant was leaving with a strawberry frosty. I thought there was a giveaway. It tastes like mm-hmm. a strawberry milkshake. It actually was pretty good. I hope they keep it on the menu. So, yeah, you haven't had a strawberry well, frosty. So try. Yeah. Have you had it? I'm not. I like strawberry. I'm not saying that I don't like, but I'm not a strawberry flavor person. So, like, yeah. <laughs> not something I would normally try. So I, I may have to just, like, bite the bullet and try it once, but I'm not going to be your best critique of the item. <laughs> You'll have to try it. It was interesting. It tasted like a strawberry shake. I, I, will, I will put that for you. But I, I, like I said, I had some great food, uh, a couple of great places out in um, in Phoenix, and uh, one of the places that I went to, um, it was they had awesome. Uh, here it is when it comes to breakfast. I am one of those persons where it, I can either take it or leave it. It's not really like. I get all excited for breakfast. I get more excited probably for lunch. Um, And there was a restaurant there uh, that had this, and I'm trying to remember the name of it, and it is uh, on the tip of my tongue, but it had this French toast that was dipped in ice cream and – you know, I'm, I'm probably going to get the name of it here as it's coming to me. Uh, but 
it's dipped in ice cream. And then what they do is they uh, will oh, – here it is. I actually found it. In Tash Kitchen out in Arizona. Uh, it has a banana split uh, brioche. Uh, it's French toast. Dipped in vanilla ice cream. It has caramelized bananas, sweet mascarpone, which actually comes with more mascarpone and a cone, uh, with mixed berries, strawberry uh, and blueberry, warm salted caramel drizzle. It was probably the most awesome thing I've ever had. <laughs> it sounds amazing. It is. And if you are in the Phoenix, uh, Scottsdale area, go to Hash Kitchen um, Get that, it was awesome. <laughs> that made me probably want to love breakfast. So, um, yeah, good stuff. And they also have mimosa flights, which I did not try. But I think every day I was probably drinking a good margarita somewhere. Uh, but that's why I love vacations. <laughs> um, but, yeah, but, no, how have you been? How has it been? Well, I kind of was going to say, how has it been out in Vegas with the weather? I kind of think I already know. But how is it? Okay, so weather in Vegas has been hot, rainy, and stormy. I'm okay with the rainy and stormy part because it's like thunderstorms, remind me of home, got to open up all the windows, just listen to it roll through. Um, I have been okay, just kind of surviving, I guess would be a good way of putting it, when, um, you know, the the normal nine to five kind of doesn't go the way you want it to. You gotta keep going. You gotta keep your head down and keep going. So it's putting one foot in front of the other for the last couple of days um, for the normal nine to five. But otherwise, everything's going well. Um, kiddo got her hair colored. It's amazing. Love that kind of jelly. Wish I could go that color, but I have to quote unquote be professional. Yes, so, be professional. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't necessarily go wild color, but it's kind of nice to be able to live vicariously through someone that can, you know, especially somebody close. So I mean, no. we've had some good fun. I, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I've been enjoying having this kind of bonding moment with Kiddo, and it's been it's been an enjoyable experience. Good. Good. It's always good, especially, you know, because um, it's like when the fall comes, stuff gets a little busy. And when you get to the winter, holidays, everything else, but summertime is like one of those cool times because, like, you can go out, do stuff, and enjoy, spend time with the kids a little bit more than you would because you can find some vacation time. So hopefully a lot of you are doing that, uh, not just letting your kids just go to the mall and walk around and then come pick them up and not talk to them, because I saw a lot of that with a lot of kids at the mall. <laughs> uh, and again, so parents are probably like, get the heck out of here and go. <laughs> yes. But, yeah, it's 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 good, I think, uh, to have that quality time. So, no, I'm glad that you did. Um, like I said, it was um, one of those weird weeks, and I think uh, – I don't know as if we as we get towards the middle part of summer, I think we get more antsy and want the week to go fast. 
and I don't know. It, it's it seems to drag at times, and then it seems it seems to go fast. Like the beginning of the week goes fast, middle of the week drags, end of the week goes a little fast. I want it all to go fast. <laughs> Slow down mm-hmm. the weekend. Let the week go fast. But hopefully it will. Uh, Hopefully this summer, because this summer we're already halfway, pretty much in a, an official summer capacity. We're, we're almost, already pretty much done. We're coming up to the month when school starts again. Which is insane. Um, back to school stuff is out. I've already seen in some places some fall things start popping up, like pumpkin-type things. Um, of course, calendars for next year are already up there. <laughs> We're not even past like I mean we're we're not even out of July, but um, this Sunday will mark the end of the month. And I don't know, this month did kind of fly by. I think it did kind of fly by a little bit. So mm-hmm. who knows? Mm-hmm. But um, as I stated, there is a lot uh, of things to talk about. You really can't put some of the things that we have tonight in a. You can't put it in its category, which is why there's a category later on tonight. I don't know what time it will be, but I will tell you it will make a lot of sense when we get there. Uh, Kind of to give you a preview, like I said, it's our 200th show tonight. And coming up, I'm going to, for those of you who had a chance to listen to our Throwback Thursday clip over on, on Twitter, uh, you had a chance yesterday to listen to the very first show uh, that I did with Mary. Later on this hour or sometime in the next hour, I will play for a special retro moment a clip of the first five minutes of that show. You will hear it as it originally aired back in November of 2011. Um I am amazed to this point of how we were able to get so many topics in in 30 minutes. <laughs> and how young we sounded then. <laughs> but, oh, how uh, young and naive. Yes, how young and naive we were. <laughs> but the rest of the show, like I said, remains kind of the same tonight. We'll have a few retro moments throughout the evening. Uh, coming up in just a few moments, the Almanac. Uh, then we'll have a couple of topics, which will kind of range the gamut tonight. We'll talk a little bit of sports. We'll talk a little bit about uh, some celebrity news, as we did on that very first show. Uh, we'll also talk about uh, a couple of other topics of note. We'll take a look at what's trending. Uh, and then, uh, like I said, we'll have that special retro moment. And then what we'll also do is uh, we'll have an Urban Dictionary Word of the Day. Uh, we will have our... Uh, smoking gun files. Uh, we will also have a special uh, expanded edition of Yay or Nay. <laughs> this is going to be good. Uh, I was going to do a top five tonight. I'm going to be admitted to you that I had a top five, um, but I got rid of it. <laughs> Couldn't find it. <laughs> and so it won't happen. Uh, but it was going to be the top five shows that had 200 episodes or more. Um, that pretty much is a surprising list, but maybe sometime next week I'll do it. But uh, we'll do all of that, and then we'll kind of wrap it up. 
with an extra special clip from that first show and then uh, our closing thoughts about the milestone tonight. But Almanac, uh, before we begin, today, as I said, is July 29th. Uh, today, if you have not gotten Facebook ads or anything about it, as you know, uh, today is National Chicken Wing Day. Uh, what did you have for dinner tonight, by the way? Uh, dinner, I had salmon, but for lunch, I had chicken wings without me. <laughs> uh, did you have it from a well-known chicken place? Uh, wing stop. Oh, even better. Wing stop's good. Which is why it's so weird that I didn't know it was National Chicken Wing Day. You'd think that Wing Stop would say something. They have been, I think. I think I've gotten a lot of, like, ads, and uh, I know I've gotten some from them, some from B-Dubs, uh, like special deals. I well, think apparently been they don't on... want to tell people that buy stuff. <laughs> We're already here. We've already got you. We don't need to advertise. Nope. I already got you there. No need to give you anything special. Just yeah. buy your wings again. <laughs> um, it is also National Lasagna Day today. Uh National Lipstick Day, uh, National Get Gnarly Day. It's also National System Administrator Appreciation Day, uh, National Talking at Elevator Day. And then tomorrow, it is National Father-in-Law Day, National Whistleblower Day, and National Cheesecake Day. And on Sunday, National Mutt Day, National Raspberry Cake Day, and National Avocado Day is on Sunday. Uh, I had quite a few conversations this past week about avocado, and I was made to feel very weird because each person who I told that I really wasn't a big avocado eater um, thought that something was wrong with me. Uh, (laughs) I just don't taste anything, and I need to taste something if I'm eating something. And avocados, I just don't. I don't even know what I'm tasting Mm -hmm. for. I, I don't even know what makes a good avocado, so I, I just don't eat it. <laughs> um, Unfortunately, I like avocado, but I don't know how to explain to you what to taste for or what makes a good avocado. Yeah, I mean, it, it, nobody can. And pretty much some people say it could taste a certain way or you could taste some flavoring things if people do it right or if they do it wrong or yeah, I don't know. Um, Monday is August 1st, which begins, of course, the month of August. So there are a lot of things that are going on. August is National Dog Month. Uh, it is also Children's Eye Health and Safety Month, Family Fun Month, Get Ready for Kindergarten Month, uh, Happiness Happens Month, International Peace Month. It's Black Business Month. Uh, it's also Medical Alert Awareness Month as well as uh, National Back to School Month, National Brownies at Brunch Month. (laughs) Uh, Yes, it is National Catfish Month, National Crayon Collection Month. Uh, It's Eye Exam Month, Golf Month, Hair Loss Awareness Month, uh, Immunization Awareness Month, Panini Month, Sandwich Month, Water Quality, Wellness, Romance awareness, uh, and it is also Spinal uh, Muscular Atrophy uh, Awareness Month, also in the month of August. So those are some of the things that are coming up 
uh, the weekly things that are happening, it's actually um, the first full weekend of August is Twins Day, Twins Days. Uh, it is also uh, World Breastfeeding Week, the week of August 1st through the 7th. Uh, National Farmers Market Week is the first month, uh, and also Stop on Red Week, <laughs> uh, which is that week. By the way, Kool-Aid Days happens the second week of August. <laughs> Ooh. So. Yeah. Wait. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Mine sounded more like the strap into a slim gym than a Kool-Aid. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Macho Man. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Monday, August 1st, it is International Mahjong Day. Uh, National Minority Donor Awareness Day. National Raspberry Cream Pie Day. Respect for Parents Day. And it is National Girlfriends Day. Um, I have to ask you, because this is actually quite interesting, on holidays like that where it's what is the other one? Uh, isn't it in October? What sweetest day? When does that fall? Mm, is it October? September? I don't know. Go to show how I celebrate. Yeah, it. September sixteenth. Like national... <laughs> you know that. Um, you because I boycott it every year. No, <laughs> I boycott it. Sweetest day in Valentine's Day. Unless you're actually going to celebrate St. Valentine, which hearts and flowers is not how you celebrate that, um, and no mm-hmm. one really does. I They are Hallmark holidays, and those Hallmark holidays I boycott. Um, not saying I don't like Hallmark. They do. They make some good cards sometimes, shoebox, great cards, uh, very funny, and they have some really nice ornaments, and you have the little, you know, figurines and stuff, so if you collect things, that's really nice, but I don't celebrate the Hallmark holidays. So those days I know because I boycott them. So when it comes up, it's like, nope. <laughs> Which is probably still getting me to acknowledge them. So, <laughs> so I, yeah. God bless you. Because, yeah, it's National Girlfriend's Day, and I'm pretty sure some people will make a huge thing about National Girlfriend's Day on August 1st. So helping you fellows out there. Um also on August 2nd, which is on Tuesday, it's National Coloring Book Day, uh, National Ooh. Night Out Day, and it is also National Ice Cream Sandwich Day. So Never going to eat an ice cream sandwich after an experiment that was run in this house. Never going to do it again. Oh, care to share? Not unless not unless we make it ourselves. Yeah, we uh, the manufactured ones. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ruin it for anyone else, but they, it kind of ruined it for this household. So unless we make the ice cream sandwiches ourselves, it's not gonna happen much here. <laughs> <laughs> that does not sound good. Um, <laughs> I almost bought some today, which was actually something because I was like, man, I haven't had a good ice cream sandwich in a while, and I actually looked at them in the store. Um, one time I had the. Because I know there's the ice cream sandwiches, and then there's the ice cream cookie sandwiches. I, I felt that the ice cream cookie sandwiches are like too much sugar. So I just worry be. about like, depending on the cookie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I worry about too much sugar. 
Um, I'm sorry, I was looking at the monitors that I have up here, and they were talking about a new cat game called Stray that's growing in popularity. Uh, oh, yeah, that's never fun. <laughs> oh, sorry. If you follow me on the Twitch, like if you want to follow me on Twitch, we're going to be doing kiddo plays, and I'm going to make her play Stray, and I'm going to be commenting in the background. <laughs> I saw it out the corner of my eye, and I'm like, I had a feeling you would know something about that game, and it's it's called Stray. Yeah. <laughs> yep, I do, I do. But that's beside the point. You were saying? <laughs> no, we were just talking about ice cream sandwiches and um, the cookie sandwiches and how sweet they are. But uh, yeah, I, I'm just always amazed at getting. That's like something that now that I'm looking at it, that's like something that I probably could have made. Uh, a game where a cat's just going from place to place. That's it makes me bad when you when you see these things. <laughs> I could have made that game. Um, but August third uh, is National Georgia Day. Oh Lord, you know what? Uh, it's also National Watermelon Day. But unfortunately, August 3rd, and I am reminded of this because I have a feeling we talked about this last year. When you do 200 shows, things come back around that you forgot that you've mentioned. Uh, August 3rd is National Grab Some Nuts Day. (laughs) (laughs) Nuts on court. Yes. Um. I, has it been a year since we've mentioned that? Uh, yes, it has been. Well, unless there's another wow. national nut day. No, this is the one. Because we're, it talked about the history of it. I remember we really couldn't get through it. And, um, yeah. Not without giggling. Nope. <laughs> yep. So I'll, that's all I'm going to say. That is August 3rd. I'm not even going to go through the explanation again. Uh, Maybe next August 3rd, uh, we'll do it every other year. Uh, August 4th is National Coast Guard Day. Uh, It is also National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day. So if you have a favorite place where you can get your chocolate chip cookies or your favorite cookie, celebrate them that day. And the first Thursday in August is National IPA Day. So if you have a favorite IPA, Enjoy it. No. Oh, I thought you were asking me if I have a favorite one, not if you have one. To everyone, I do apologize. I don't have a favorite. (laughs) But I'll enjoy one anyway. Right. I mean, I don't have a particular one, um, but I mean, I'm horrible when it comes to that stuff. When it comes to beer or trying to um, pick a beer. I think that's why I tend to go more towards the mixed drinks or my margaritas or whatever else, because beer, I know you're going to have your beer lovers that love a wheat beer or one that's not as wheat, one that's more of a stout or one that is more of this or more of that. And, you know, even though people don't admit to it, people are beer snobs because, you know, pretty much, you know, they will have their own favorite. And it is, I don't know. I don't really know. I mean, I only drink one beer. Uh, 
I never really strayed outside of that. And when I have, it doesn't taste the same. So I think that's why I was like, yeah, it took me a while just to know what an IPA was. <laughs> so I thought all beers fell under the same umbrella. I, that's how I feel about it. Uh, but next Friday, uh, it is National Oyster Day, uh, National Work Like a Dog Day. <laughs> we do that every day. Uh, it is mm-hmm. International Beer Day, National Water Balloon Day, and next Friday is National Underwear Day. Um, giggity. Pr- huh? It's a giggity. I'm sorry. This is a child. It provides an opportunity to wear your favorite undergarments. Now, for those of you that don't, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, boxers, briefs, panties, tidy whities no matter what you call them, are under things provide a layer of comfort. Uh, many Americans have heard their mother's warning to make sure to always wear clean underwear. You never know when you'll be in an accident. Uh, underwear pretty much is the layer of clothing worn closest to the body and under the outer clothing. Uh, but a 2012 survey by EliteDaily.com reveals that the average woman owns 20 pairs of underwear for every day. Then they own 14 extra pairs for special occasions. <laughs> and in 2018, retailers reported an increase in the popularity of nude colors. Instead of bright fashion colors or sultry bedroom style, shoppers sought something neutral, uh, skin-blending shades uh, that disappear under sheer outer clothes, one consumer's dollars. Um, I will have to ask if that is true. <laughs> What what is true? That, about, that uh, people have a lot pairs. of undergarments. Then, well, no, that the average woman owns twenty pairs for every day, but then the fourteen extra pairs for special occasions. Okay, so that depends on how they're counting <laughs> undergarments. Are they counting upper undergarments or bras separate from the lower undergarments, which could be any time? depending mm-hmm. on the woman. If so, then I say that number is low if they're counting them separately. But, yeah, I, yes. <laughs> I actually have, and I think I think somebody, I, I don't know where I heard this before, but somebody had did a skit about, like a comedian had did a skit about this, about underwear. You have, you have the, Underwear that you feel good in. You have the underwear that you wear every day. You have the underwear that um, you wear for, well, and we're going to get a little graphic, and I do apologize, but you have the underwear that you wear when you are on your menstrual cycle. You have underwear when you go out and you want to feel sexy or feminine or really confident about yourself. You have the underwear that you want to show off to a significant other. So there's a lot of different kinds of underwear out there. Yeah. I mean, the fellas, if she, have, if she is matching, that means she has plans for later on with you. <laughs> I I have a drawer for just the lower undergarments. I have a drawer for socks, and I have a full drawer for just my bras. So I have three drawers worth of Clothing that would be considered you just go to the drawer. Did you just go to the drawer while you're talking? 
No, surprisingly, I did not. But I could have. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, guys—they got like I think guys have started to look at specific or special pairs that make them feel more comfortable. You know, they probably have like their uh, ones that they wear throughout the well, pairs that they wear throughout the week. But they probably also have like that really nice silk set or something like that that they wear on special occasions. I, I think that happens. Um, not as often as women, but I think, I think that's guys more do. often. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's starting to happen. So, um, and now in this age of underwear companies, and I'm trying to think of the one main one that used to do the commercials. Um, they have like different types, and it's it's to the, the times of to the loom. It's the one where it's kind of like the cartoonies cartoonish type of with the guy with the deep voice like men who have the underwear the blah 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 it's like that man oh underwear. Duluth Trading Company yes Duluth Trading Company thank you um, I know see, my men's friendship. underwear <laughs> this is how this friendship goes I can, I can probably do the voice to it still know exactly what it was but uh, yeah so yeah Duluth does a few different types and they have like the nicer silk type or the you know the traditional cotton type and you know they even when you go in there's this board where you can kind of like feel the fabric and make your decision on which one you like and they got different colors and different cuts and different things down you know it's gone for the days of when you know for you fellas when your mom would take you shopping and there would just be a pack of uh six pack and you felt special, especially when it wasn't all white and it was like different colors. <laughs> Times have changed. So it's kind of like, yeah, now guys are pretty much kind of um, going a more, route, I guess, sales route out that's more, more styles, more selections. So it's fashionable guys out there now. Uh, <laughs> but yes. But enough about underwear and National Underwear Day. Uh, but that's all the things that are coming up for the next week. So enjoy them all. Uh, but we're going to get right into our first topic before we get to the retro moment of the week. So I wanted to uh, discuss this real briefly uh, in regards to – because sometimes we do talk sports around here. And um, it's been a minute since we've uh, had our self-sports show. But – on this one was a really interesting one this week because it all centered around a clause in a contract, and if you know, and how demeaning it could have been for the player, and it made a lot of something into either nothing or nothing into something. But if you have not heard this week, uh, is that you know, a tumultuous and chaotic week for Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals might have reached its conclusion on Thursday night when the team removed the independent study addendum from his contract after it received significant backlash. Uh, the Cardinals said in a statement, quote, after seeing the distraction it created, we removed the addendum from the contract. It was clearly perceived in ways that were never intended. Our confidence in Kyler Murray is as high as it's ever been, and nothing demonstrates our belief in his ability to lead the team more than the commitment reflected in the contract. Now, the addendum in his new contract extension first became public on Monday. 
The clause required him to study game material for four hours per week on his own to receive, quote, Murray couldn't study while he was distracted by the TV, Internet, or video games, the addendum said. If he failed to meet the criteria, he was at risk of being in default of his contract. The backlash began almost immediately. Both Murray and the Cardinals were levied criticism. Murray for allegedly needing a requirement to study board, agreeing to sign a contract with such a clause, and the team fulfilling the need to include it instead of handling it privately with their star quarterback. Murray's contract and the addendum were among the topics talked about most when Arizona reported to training camp on Tuesday, and Coach Cliff Kingsbury said that he wasn't surprised that Murray's deal included such a clause because, quote, my man's got a quarter billion dollars, but also he said he thought Murray was studying enough. The questions for his teammates about his study habits continued into Wednesday, but the reaction reached a fever pitch on Thursday morning when he held an impromptu news conference after a training camp practice. Uh, Murray spoke for about 11 minutes, saying that he felt it was necessary to explain himself. He called the criticism of his work ethic and the allegations that he doesn't watch much or any game film disrespectful, adding that it's, quote, almost a joke. Uh, he said, of course, he watches film by himself. That's a given. He also said he refused to let his work ethic be questioned. Uh, he said, and quote, people can't comprehend the amount of time that it takes to do two sports at a high level in college, let alone be the first person to do it ever at my size. Uh, he was also, of course, an outfielder at Oklahoma. So I kind of, well, I was a little taken aback because, of course, you never really hear about things like that. You hear about performance by way of on the field from your study. I've never heard of an addendum kind of telling you, hey, make sure you study, make sure you get it right, because if you don't, uh, you'll be a default of the entire contract, which, one, I don't know how these things get out there like that. And two, it almost is kind of like your job telling you uh, in a way to make sure that um, – I don't know, like, I'm trying to think of a good uh, example, but it is almost like your job telling you to make sure that you get enough sleep for your eight-hour job tomorrow, because if you don't, you'll be in default. It's kind of like, it's almost like a given, I'm going to do that, and I'm going to rest up and not fall asleep at work, some do, uh, but I don't know, I felt bad for him in a way that that kind of got out. But more bad that it took a few days for Arizona to kind of like come out and be like, hey, it took them a bit. You know, you knew that this was going to be fodder for all of the sports talk shows across the country. I, I don't know. Your thoughts on an addendum for – because I've never heard that before for any of the starting quarterbacks in the National Football League. I have not either. And honestly, if you're going to be a starting quarterback – for the NFL at the level that you need to be, you need to be studying. That's not even a, that's not even a question. That shouldn't be a, hey, don't forget to study film. Um, you should be doing that. They were probably doing that before they even got into the position. Um, and as for having, if you don't, then you are in default. How do you quantify something has been done enough. Right. Because if it's just done by wins and losses, 
than just saved by wins and losses. Don't say it's because you study, you study or didn't study game footage. Um, I'm still stuck on the don't get distracted by video games. You're talking about a young man. I get distracted by video games, and I'm not a young man. Like, <laughs> don't get distracted by video games and movies. Don't be watching no YouTube. That's like, that's like saying don't look at girls as they walk past if they have cleavage. Like, come on. I'm not saying every guy likes video games, but you can't say don't get distracted by something that a lot of people can get distracted by <laughs> regardless right. of their walk of life. So I, there's, a, there's a lot of things that were in that addendum that were kind of crazy. Uh, those were the big ones was not only was it there, but then how do you quantify that? I'm all about how do you quantify that? So if you're right. going to say, I want you to be the best of the best, well, quantify it for me. That's Give me my measurables. Give me my indicators. Give me my KPIs. How do I know I'm the best of the best? Do I need to do this? Do I need to do that? Is it wins, losses? Is it, uh, you know, interceptions versus yardage? You know, whatever the case may be, you know. If I'm an outfielder, how many people I, you know, uh, catch fly balls, how many fly balls I catch. You know, I like stupid crap. Wait, so, think about it. Last um, year, as you said, last year the Cardinals started off like, what, 7-0 and or something like that before they kind of like faltered? Like, in the playoffs, yeah, he really I mean, took away the bad pass that he had coming out of the end zone. They could have made it to an NFC title game possibly. So, is yeah, but how many people were going to have a great pass coming out of the end zone? On top of, and that's what I'm saying, quantify it for me. Are you saying that every time you're going to get stuck getting pushed into the end zone like that, that you're going to make a great pass? Show me one quarterback that's had every single pass that they've done completed. One quarterback that's never had an interception. I'm going to ignore you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, even even Tom Brady has had an interception. Mm-hmm. Show me one that's never had an interception, that's never had a bad pass, that's never that's always every single time they've thrown the ball that it's always been received by his team. Just one. Now shut up. <laughs> it hasn't been any. And I know you can see my face. You can see my face, which is me. I'm waiting. Like, let's go. So, yeah, it's the constitution of things like (laughs) waggling my fingers. Um, It's it's quantify it, make it and make it measurable. Especially if it's going to be in a contract, make it measurable. Be able to quantify it, and then on top of that, be able to um, back it up with. With something that makes sense, and in this case, it doesn't. And you're right, Arizona. They took some time. <laughs> they took some time on that one. Mm-hmm. And maybe it didn't. Just... They it didn't want to look like a knee jerk reaction, and maybe that's why they took the time. But dude, this is one where knee jerk reaction probably would have been a better better play. Like oh. Mm-hmm. I think it's stuff like that that actually long-term hurts your quarterback's 
I guess their psyche in a way because here he's had to deal with something that got out about something that even though they pulled it off the table, it's now there. Your team wanted to add mm-hmm. this addendum in a way they did not trust how you prepared. And I don't know how that would make me feel as a quarterback, but I, I mean, in a way, I, I would be sitting there like, okay, they already felt this way to put it in an addendum that probably no other quarterback in this league has. And then on top of it, it got out, and it took a few days. That's stuff like that that can hurt, you know, your franchise player, supposedly, you know, for a bit. It hurt his psyche and how he actually preps, because now he's going to be thinking out the back of his mind, you know, the first interception that he throws or the first – Bad play he has. People are going to be like, man, maybe they should have kept that addendum. Mm-hmm. It's, that's Did he study enough on this one? Because, you know. I don't know. That's that's what I'm saying. Like, one bad game. Did he study on this game? Did he play too many video games? Maybe he was too busy playing Madden 2022, 2022, 2023. <laughs> yeah, we'll see, though, how the Arizona Cardinals do this year. Uh, we're a few weeks away from uh, preseason and then a few weeks away from the uh, – about a month or so away from the regular season, which is insane. Um, so excited. So excited. Yeah. College football coming up. Um yeah, there's a lot of stuff happening here soon. So, you know what I think this year? I'm almost thinking, man, I don't know. I might put some people together and see about doing it, – it's it's August. It's still a little bit early. And it makes me wonder who I can invite. But I would like to do kind of like a page one fantasy league. Hmm. Ideas are flowing. <laughs> rubbing the rubbing the proverbial mustache, twisting it in his fingers. Well, at that point, didn't you gotta do like the evil laugh? <laughs> Stroking the beard. <laughs> I'll stroke my beard. It's fine. My beard is quite luscious. <laughs> my beard flows like the beard of Zeus. <laughs> Um, God, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> um, a reminder for all of you who are listening: Sunday night, four hundred one lounge with the more Avarice will be at nine p.m. Eastern time, eight o'clock Central time. Hope that you can join me uh, for that. Uh, generally, at this time, right before we hit to the retro moment of the week, we usually might do a commentary or something of note. Um, no written commentary tonight. I just want to say how much, you know, here's the thing, and not to get um, all sappy, but when you do a show like this and you do it for 200 episodes, you know, I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, there's some podcasts that have done 500. There's some that have done 1,000. Yeah, that's true. But to put together and do a show and be committed to it every Friday night, uh, almost every Friday night. Uh, and some nights, <laughs> I will admit to you, a few minutes before showtime, there was, <laughs> I would wonder if we would have an hour show. Uh, and long for today's 30-minute shows. 
But to do what we do is definitely, um, for us, it's a labor of love and fun. It's nothing that we probably wouldn't have done uh, not being on this platform. But I I think I said it then, and you're going to hear it tonight, um, that for me, there are two things that make this show go. One is my wonderful co-host who came aboard um, and is doing this with me uh, because she could be doing a ton of different things on Friday nights than to be sitting here for two hours or an hour and talking to me. And then it is you guys out there who follow us on Twitter or on Discord or on wherever we're at um, and call in or, you know, listen to the shows. Um, I know it is hokey when people do it, but thank you. (laughs) Uh, That's why we do it. We're not doing it here to, I mean, anyone would love to have the show or their podcast go on a more national scale. We'd love to do that. That's a long-term goal. I mean, I would be silly enough to say we're just here just to be doing this, but we would love to do it somewhere where it's even a more larger scale or we could do things that are more uh, interactive or we we have a podcast where it is like thousands of you just constantly writing in the night. We love it. Whether it is two of you, 200 of you, 2000 of you, or 2 million of you who have passed through and have heard these shows. Thank you. And I can't thank uh, Mary enough for, uh, this interest of mine because she's taken it as an interest of hers. And, you know, it. this show doesn't go. It, it doesn't even get past 2011. It doesn't even get to 200 shows uh, without her and without you. So that pretty much is my commentary tonight, and thank you so much. But uh, we've got a lot still ahead. Uh, Retro moment of the week. Uh, the first one I'm going to forewarn you. Uh, because it actually has to do with National Cheesecake Day. Uh, The commercial itself, the first few seconds of it, you won't hear much, but you will hear someone talking to someone. I want you to probably imagine in your head that person eating cheesecake. That's why you don't hear much within the first few seconds. You kind of have to watch it in order to understand it, but we're playing it anyway. Uh, And then um, the other one is right on time for summer, and then when we come back, I'll give you some 200 show facts and a weird thing about our first show and what you would have heard. Uh, but that is ahead. And then something about a celebrity and what they still do uh, with their child who's a little grown. Uh, I'm going to be interested to hear Mary's uh, take on this. But um, this is page one with our Mary. We'll be right back after this. Is that good? Huh? Sometimes I think he loves cheesecake more than he does me. He's a fanatic. But with this cheesecake, a girl can understand. I mean, it's really great. It's something new from Jell-O. Jell-O cheesecake mix which includes a real cheese filling and a graham cracker crust. Oh, that's great, because you don't bake it. 
You just mix and chill, and it's ready to serve. Is that great? Well, it's really great. Oh, and it's really creamy cheesecake. Is it creamy? Well, it is. It's very creamy. And it's new jello cheesecake mix from General Foods. Really great cheesecake with no baking. Do you like it? Who's the kid with all the friends hanging around? Kids with the snowman. Snow cone. Put an ice cube in and got a snow cone out. Kids with the snowman. Snow cone. The snowman snow cone machine comes with five different flavors. Give me orange. I want lime. You're the kids are looking sweet and cool. Kids with the snowman. Snow cone. You can make five different kinds of snow cones with the snow cone machine from Hasbro. You're listening to Page One, Page One, with Lavar and Mary, your source for all the current topics and news you need to know. Here's Lavar and Mary. And welcome back to page one with LeVar Mary this Friday night, July 29th, 2022, show number 200. 200 shows. Now, by the way, that snowman snow cone toy back from 1970, you know what I think that they did with that? Because if you watch the commercial itself, uh, it looks like what was the precursor to the Snoopy snow cone machine. All it was was a giant snowman looking or a giant looking snowman with the little ice thing in its belly. And I was like, all they did was just pretty much change it around, put Snoopy on it. And that was it. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, um, Snoopy snow cone machine. Yeah. And we've done that retro moment on this show before. So yeah, the Snoopy snow cone machine, but that's all that the snowman snow cone thing was. So that's how kids kept cool back in 1970. <laughs> I don't want lime. I want grapes. <laughs> God knows what was in that stuff. Uh, <laughs> food coloring and sugar. Stuff that probably was not good for you now. I'll just say that. Um, the 200 show tonight, uh, like I said, uh, when we did show number one, it was back on November 4th, 2011. Uh, it was known then, and we're going to play a little bit of a snippet later on uh, next hour. God, we're already almost at the end of the first hour. We still got a lot to do. Uh, so that first show, do you remember what we talked about? No, but you told me. So, I mean, now I remember. So when we did that show, which is now available through a link on our uh, on my Twitter page at News Comet BTR, which I did on Thursday, uh, the first topic out the box was about Kim Kardashian's uh, short-lived marriage. Uh, we went on to talk about uh, Michelle Williams and her short hair because at that time was right after uh, Heath Ledger's death, and she went ahead and she cut it short. And it led into a study on women's hair and how they felt about it. Uh, also, the other 
topic that we talked about that evening was why attractive people are successful. And uh, then we did uh, a story about a 14-year-old Florida student who was suspended for hugging a friend in the hallway. And to show you how fast time flies, that 14-year-old Florida student, uh, if you do the math, is now, what, 25? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> that mm-hmm. is crazy. I thought about that, and I was like, that was 11 years ago. Old enough, old enough to drink, vote, drive, smoke, and get the rental and uh, get the lower rate on rental cars. <laughs> and, and I'm pretty sure he's done more than hugging since then. <laughs> so, Probably. Uh, um, so yeah, that is how time flies and it, man, it, it definitely makes you think, um, that was back almost 11 years ago this November. So yeah, that was the first show. And I think we did at that time at toward the end, a topic, uh, which I called the SMH award of the week, which I had to explain what actually shaking my head was. Cause I think some people still didn't know what that meant. Um, the short form version of words were pretty much, it's amazing how we are 11 years ago to now, uh, how things have grown, but I digress. Uh, one of the other stories this week that we were looking at was about Alicia Silverstone. Uh, so she is sharing some insight into how she raises her 11 year old son bear. Uh, During a chat on the Ellen Fisher podcast, uh, the actress revealed that she and her son still share a bed. After speaking extensively about her uh, veganism, she brought up uh, alternative parenting methods and co-sleeping. She said, Bear and I still sleep together. Uh, She said, I'll be in trouble for saying that, but I really don't care. She uh, prefaced her comments on raising her son by expressing that she is, quote, a natural mama. She says, and I'm a loving mama. And I believe in love and I believe in nature and our society is scared of nature and scared of love. Uh, The actress who shares bear with her ex-husband, Christopher uh, Jarecki, described her parenting style and co-sleeping as, quote, following nature. She says, if you were in any kind of wild setting where there are animals, if you put your baby over there, and she pointed across the room, your baby is going to uh, get eaten. It's not ideal for the baby to be over there. Uh, This isn't the first time that she's mentioned co-sleeping with her son. In her 2014 book, The Kind Mama, she wrote that placing a child in a crib is tantamount to child neglect. In 2020, she told Today Parents that she had uh, a then nine-year-old bear still shared the bed. She says, the respect we have for each other is just incredible. We'll wake up and snuggle for two or three hours laughing and talking, then we'll go make pancakes. Meanwhile, in her continued conversation, uh, she went on to call motherhood the most precious and unbelievable experience. She says she wanted to have more kids, but then her relationship got messed up, and it wasn't a great time to bring one in. I didn't want to have one right away because I was so in love with my bear, she reflected. I wanted to squeeze every little moment out of him. So it wasn't until he was like three that I was ready to make another baby, and then I didn't have a partner, so that's why I didn't have four babies. Uh, Her parenting style has made headlines before, as back in 2012, she revealed that she chews her son's food for him. At the time, she released a video showing how she fed her then 11-month-old son. And um, I, I know to each his own. 
as a parent, I already know where this answer is going to go, uh, but as a parent, <laughs> is it healthy to still co-sleep with your child, Mike? Hmm. That's a very dangerous way to go about it because healthy is I can't say that it's, it's not, I don't think so, but then again, okay. I can't say that it's not healthy and I can't say that it is healthy. What I can say is that every child is different and every person is different. So every parenting style is different. Is that something that I would like to do? Not necessarily. Did I still co-sleep with my child? No. <laughs> like, I mean, I can. So if, let's say, you know, I have to stay at a hotel and the hotel only has one bed and, you know, I'm with my, with my kiddo, yeah, we could sleep in the same bed. But that's under a very severe circumstance. In our home, no, we don't sleep in the same bed. Now, have we crawled into bed with each other before we've gone to sleep? Yeah, I've done that. Like, I've crawled into bed next to my kiddo and been like, hey, what's going on? And we have a few minutes where we sit there and talk or 45 minutes of just, you know, lounging around and watching stuff on YouTube or, you know, a half an hour of us crying about, boys or girls or mean people or the job or stress or life. And it's a nice bonding moment. But after that bonding moment, whichever person's bed it is, the other person gets up and leaves and says goodnight um, and goes and sleeps in their own bedroom. I see where she's going with the whole in nature, your baby ain't going to be way over there. However, Unless she's sleeping outside or she's having all the doors open so that the wolves can come into her house, there's no reason for it in her home. I get what she's talking about. Like, I understand the whole wanting to bond. And, and I can't fault her for that. Like I said, getting up in the morning, there's been plenty of times when I've gotten up in the morning, I've crawled into bed with my kiddo or the other way around and my kiddo has gotten up and crawled into bed with me and we talk and we laugh and we joke and then it's like, all right, get the, get the heck out of my bed. i got to get ready to go. <laughs> um, same with at night. Last night was a great example. I was like, all right, going to bed. I'm tired. Good night. And then it started thunderstorming and I opened the window and my kid came into my room, and we sat in my bed together watching through a window Mother Nature at her finest. Um, but then at the end of that, she left the room. <laughs> my kid left and went and slept in her bed. So, like, I get it. I don't know if it's beneficial I don't know if it's not beneficial. It really just comes down to I understand the want to bond. I think having your own space and having to self-soothe and having to learn to be reliant upon yourself and be able to not have to rely on another human being to be able to fall asleep or another noise to be able to fall asleep is beneficial, especially since at some point, 
even in nature, your little mini thing needs to leave the nest. So her child will eventually have to survive out in that mean, cruel world by themselves. And that's something that you should be teaching them along the way and sleeping in your own room. Because it really is something that helps them survive on their own. It gives them the space to kind of build their personality, to build their world, to be able to be look at it and go, yeah, blob, I need to learn to pick up after myself or, or I need to organize better or I'm saving up for this. So I need to, to make sure that this is set us set aside. Like those lessons happen more organically, I think. Yeah. Like I said, there's nothing wrong with it. I just hope that she's not still chewing his food. Um, it's me too because he needs to strengthen his teeth. Right. <laughs> um, but uh, I just hope for his sake, probably you know if you're gonna do it, probably only got maybe another year or two left because I think once he gets towards high school, uh, if people find out about that, they're gonna pummel him every day, and he's gonna have to be eventually mm-hmm. homeschooled. Um. But yeah, everybody Which needs to Which is not going to help him along the way. No, no, it will not. That's what I worry about is the long-term thing because now that this article's out, even if he is in school, I don't think that uh, it's going to be one of those things where, you know, if, if kids are smart enough to read about this stuff or hear about it. But a lot of kids are harsh nowadays. They can really take this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's my worry about all of that. Um, you know, I can't tell a parent what to do with their child. Uh, but like you said, everybody kind of needs their independence at some point. You hope it happens soon for Bear, but it's – I get the whole thing of, like, clinging on to those moments, and plus that's your only child, and I get that. But everyone kind of needs their, their moment of – of cutting the cord, so to speak. And I hope that is soon. So um, while we are talking tonight, uh, there are a few things that are trending online. Uh, The Mega Millions uh, was uh, just uh, drawn a few minutes ago. Uh, So uh, $1.28 billion. Ooh, you know, I'm sorry, but I'm taking like the, <laughs> I'm taking a lump sum. <laughs> uh, but if it does, if no one wins tonight, that means Tuesday, it would be an estimated $1.7 billion, not million, billion. And the winning numbers, as I am looking here, if this is correct, uh, the winning Mega Million uh, tickets tonight, if you have your tickets ready, is uh, 67, 45, 57, 36, 13, and the Mega Ball was 14. So um, if you have those... <laughs> uh, 
then you are our new best friend. <laughs> so um, the only thing that gets mad uh, that I get mad about every time this happens is that everyone on Twitter or on social media always says, hey, uh, if I win and everyone who likes or retweets this will get, you know, this, or I'll give you a share. And he's just looking for likes. Get off Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, that is one of the things that is trending. Uh, Lollapalooza is trending. By the way, did I tell you that I gave up a free ticket to Lollapalooza uh, for yesterday? Um, (gasps) I know. I won a free ticket to Lollap. And I think Metallica was the night one um, act. And I don't know, man. I live here, and I go past that, and I had to go past that on my way to work. I can't, man. I can't hang with these young kids or these, like, you know, Coachellas or Lollapaloozas or Pitchforks or whatever have you. It's too many people for my place. I can't deal. Um, God bless you if you can do it, but, yeah. Um, I can't do it. Um, but the Mariners, the Seattle Mariners are trending tonight because uh, they have made a huge trade. Uh, they've acquired all-star uh, right-handed pitcher Luis Castillo from the Reds in exchange for infielder uh, Novi Marte, infielder Edwin Arroyo, and uh, right-handed pitchers Levi Stout and right-handed pitcher Andrew Moore. Uh, so they're adding some arms here uh, for this second half run. Uh, Aaron Judge of the New York Yankees is also trending tonight as he hit number 41. He is just on a tear uh, this season. Uh, SmackDown is trending tonight as they are tomorrow night at SummerSlam. Uh, so uh, SmackDown is trending tonight. And then Life After Lockup is trending. Uh, also... Uh, the Senate is trending. Uh, some news from the New York Times in response to a sting of mass shootings, a divided house passed a ban on the assault weapons that appears to be doomed in the Senate. Uh, the measure passed 217 to 213. As we said, we'll go to the Senate where it probably will not uh, pass. Uh, Henry Winkler, uh, I know he was trending earlier because I think he had reached uh, a certain amount of followers on uh uh, on Twitter, which is cool for him. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, pretty nice for him. And then um, also uh, trending tonight, uh, Shohei Otani, uh, as he was asked if he wanted to be an angel in the short and long term. He says, I'm with the angels right now, and I'm very thankful for what they've done. I love my team and my teammates. Right now I'm an angel, and that's all I can focus on, <laughs> which is pretty much a I guess it's about as good as an endorsement that you can give. Uh, there's a couple other things that are trending, but we're going to get to that uh, here later in the evening because one of those is in yay or nay. Uh, also trending is uh, Ric Flair uh, because his last match uh, is coming up. I do believe, I don't know if it's this weekend or if it is uh, – uh, yeah, I think it's uh, coming up this weekend. So, yeah, uh, that is a look at what is trending uh, right now. 
Uh, before I go to the third story, I'm actually going to skip over a segment here because I was going to go to the Urban Dictionary Word of the Week, which is another thing that we do on this show from time to time. <laughs> uh, it's where I go to the Urban Dictionary cold. I don't even practice this. I just pull up the first few things that I see. Uh, I'll probably bring it up. We'll see if it's of interest. So the first thing that I see out the box here uh, is one that was added back in February of 2009. Yeah, so it kind of comes back around now. So it goes around, comes around. Uh, it is recession dating. Uh, it is when you go out on a date with someone you're not interested in to get a free meal due to the state of the economy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. The sentence that they use for this is that, sure, he's ugly, but the economy isn't too hot right now. We all have to resort to recession dating. <laughs> um, the other word here is passenger princess. <laughs> it is a pretty girl that has no other job but to look pretty in the passenger seat with her sneaky link boyfriend, significant other, uh, while her sneaky link or boyfriend or significant other drives. <laughs> It's sad, but I know a few oh, people. Oh my goodness! Um, and then for our friends, um, let's see. I've got a few more here that I've pulled up. Uh, one was actually, hmm, <laughs> uh, this one was back from 2013. It's a person whose sole purpose is to make their mess the problem of other people. <laughs> Which is true. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I get that one. Um, and then this one, uh, so the first word is the S word. Uh, starts with S, ends with T, and you can imagine what uh, you could say hi in the middle. Um, it's that shower shave. Uh, the British military called it ablutions or ablutions. It was a phrase that originated in World War One, where the U.S. military tried to quote train sh- soldiers to perform certain functions to you know shower and you guessed it in the morning so as not to be interrupted during actual combat, as World War One was primarily a daylight war. Uh, by the end of World War II, combat was a 24-hour event, and they could never actually train the body to do things on command, so the practice was dropped. <laughs> so that is in the Urban Dictionary. Why, I have no idea. Uh, and oh, then, well, I thought it was um, three S's, man. My dad always <laughs> called them the three S's. It takes 15 minutes for my dad to do the three S's, is what he's always saying. I don't know if that's true anymore, but that's what he always used to say. Yeah. So yeah, um, that was, and then one of course which uh, hit. Uh, oh, oh no! Oh no! I'm not even going to do that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was that one. Yeah, I'm going to thank for later. Yeah, I'm not doing that one, but I will go to the one uh, that is recent here. Uh, because I've heard some people talk about it on Twitter, uh, Hoochie Daddy shorts. 
uh, shorts worn by a man that the equivalent of Daisy Dukes of a woman. Usually these shorts are cut above the knee, generally mid-thigh, and fit right around the buttocks. Uh, so, yes, Hoochie Daddy shorts, which are in style, I guess, this year. <laughs> but those are some of the Urban Dictionary words of the day. Uh, so you're welcome. <laughs> um, the one thing about this show is that we have not shied away from time to time of talking about relationships on this show. Uh, I think that uh, with our experiences, we can offer a little bit of help or assistance to all of you from time to time. And uh, tonight is no different where we will pull an article. Uh, This was actually interesting because we talk about red flags in relationships. Uh, This one from the HuffPost this past week uh, was about pink flags. Um, as experts discuss common issues that aren't necessarily full-blown red flags, but that can get there with time. And they said that when you talk about red flags in the world of dating and relationship, those are usually the signs that you and your partner are not compatible or toxic behaviors or personality traits that you want to avoid. But there's also such a thing as pink flags, and those are things that you notice that nag at you. Uh, This, according to Tracy Ross, who's a licensed clinical social worker specializing in couples and family therapy, She says, maybe the first or second time you push them away, but after a few times you begin to pay attention and ask yourself, is this a flag that could be a deal breaker, or are you just imagining or overreacting, or is this something that can be addressed? Pink flags tend to be more subtle and less serious, but they could still pose some risk to a relationship. Uh, So some of the things, uh, although pink flags can vary from person to person, relationship to relationship, Some occur more frequently than others. Uh, So one of the things, and I think this is interesting, because I'm going to name off a few of these, uh, and you can jump in and you can let me know if it's something that is a pink flag or if this is almost a red flag. But the first thing Mm -hmm. was that never had an argument. It says if you've never argued before or don't argue really ever, this can be a pink flag because oftentimes it can be an indicator of both parties not being authentic enough in the relationship and are willing to be vulnerable enough to truly grow within a relationship. Uh, They emphasize that argument is not always a bad thing, but that couples need to learn how to deal with conflict effectively in order to have a successful relationship. Uh, They say it's a pink flag when difficult or uncomfortable conversations are avoided. At first it seems like you're just having a good time, and then you notice you check yourself before bringing up something that could be tense or create controversy. Uh, Instead of avoiding problems and letting them fester, try addressing them head on, and learning to communicate through difficult situations together. Otherwise, this pink flag may turn into a red flag. I'd agree with that. Hmm. I would agree with that. However, I don't understand, like, the hard conversations, what are considered hard conversations. Because sometimes you agree (laughs) on the hard stuff. You argue about the dumb stuff, like whose turn it is to take out the garbage <laughs> or rubbish, depending on what you decide to call it. Um, <laughs> whereas you then. agree on something, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you'll agree on something tough like where you want to spend your money gotcha. or political views you might be on the same same page. So you have to really determine on what 
what the arguments are, I guess, what your hard conversations are before you can make that into a pink flag. But, yeah, hot pink flag for me. Okay. So another one. Uh, So another one, it says a potential pink flag could be a difference in how you express affection and want to receive it. Because when you show affection in different ways, they say that uh, if you are someone who truly enjoys physical touch, like holding hands, kissing, and embracing often, and your partner does not, this might be okay for you in the beginning while you have all these other exciting and intense emotions, but not feel as good as time goes on and your needs remain unmet. Uh, It says it can be helpful to learn and talk about your respective love languages to understand the best ways to show each other affection. This might also be an opportunity to discuss expectations when it comes to communication. Um, I I don't know if that's considered a pink flag. That's just being able to tell somebody I need attention without being a a D-bag about it. (laughs) It also led to to something else, too, which is something that I hear about quite honestly, because uh, the... um, the Mona Hoffman, who is an OkCupid dating coach, said one of the most common topics she gets questioned about on Dates and Mates, our podcast, is texting. For some people, daily texting is an imposition. For others, it's a red flag if they don't hear from their partner every day. That leaves us in the pink flag territory where we might read it to be a sign of a relationship roadblock when our partner simply has a different way of communicating or comfort level with constant connection. It's starting to sound like all pink flags are the ones that are the, if you just talk to your partner. Yeah, it all seems to be I'm actually going to skip through a few days because they all kind of see the same way. The other one was that you sense that they're hiding something. Not sharing about what came before you or who's in their life might be a pink flag, according to one. But I don't know if people really want to know uh, what came before them. They want to know, you know, they want to know it when they want to know it but they don't want to know it all the time. <laughs> you know? Right. And I think that one would be pink. I mean, that one I would, I would go with if they're not willing to talk about it. But then there's also the question of, are you asking about it? If you're constantly asking somebody about what happened in the past, it's like, get out my past. And, you know, don't you want to keep moving forward? Um, but if you're, uh, I don't, I'm an open book. So if you ask me something, I'll tell you. But you need to be ready for the answer, too. And I think that's where some of that comes into play, is being ready for the answer. You may not like it. Right. Um, So that was on the list. And then also on the list is sexual incompatibility. Uh, They said it's a pink flag. She says, not all sex is Uh -uh. spectacular in your relationship as it often gets better as we get to know someone and feel more connected and comfortable. That's like. <laughs> uh, they aren't reliable or consistent. Um, yeah, that sounds red. Uh, technology is a big distraction uh-huh. where they say uh, if they're constantly checking their phone, computer, or even watching television, especially during conversation or even sex, well, that's bad if you're doing it that this can lead to a bigger issue oh, yeah. not discussed later on. <laughs> That's a red flag uh, if it's during sex. I mean, come on. Uh, Why are you checking yeah. your phone while 
doing something that intimate. Mm-mm. <laughs> I'm sitting here looking at this. I'm like, who does that? But uh, Okay, I will say, not that this has happened to me, but I can see this happening because phones, cell phones are basically on. Like, I've had people get on my case about, hey, I tried calling you, and then I texted you, and you didn't answer. And it was like, I don't live with my phone in my hand. Um, so I could see where somebody, if they were getting intimate, their phone was nearby and went off. But if that were me, if my phone goes off and I'm in an intimate or whatever kind of situation, I'm either A, because it's so annoying, throwing the phone across the room so I can't get anywhere near it to break it, or I'm ignoring that chip. Like, that's not important right now. <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> and if it is important... If it's if that distracts me, then we got bigger problems. Yes, way bigger problems. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. They avoid defining your relationship. Uh, they say that it could be a pink flag if you are seeing someone for several months with regularity and they won't define a relationship, or if you find that you are not talking about what you want in a relationship. Um, also of note, when emotional safety is compromised. Uh, and then uh, there's a history of betrayal, and your relationship has changed for the worst. I think if it's for the worst, that's a red flag. <laughs> that's not even mm-hmm. that's not even a anymore. So I don't get it. But yeah, it's it's now pink flags instead of some red flag in the relationship. So um, interesting article. Uh, it's in the Huffington Post this week. So if you have a chance to uh, actually see that, um, definitely have a chance to read it. So. But, yes, those are a few of the uh, things about relationships. Um, I wanted to do something real quick because uh, I thought at this point we would be probably lagging behind. But uh, over the span of the show, we added the retro moments of the week, uh, which have been kind of a fun trip down memory lane uh, for us. Don't know about you. But there is one particular one that Mary likes. There's one that I thought was kind of cool. Uh, I didn't even check what are on it, but um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to play probably the two that have been played the most on this show. Uh, when we come back, <laughs> we'll have a couple of things from the Smoking Gun Files, and then um, I'm going to try and fit all this in. <laughs> uh, I'm going to do two weird stories, and then we'll go into yay or nay, and then the retro moment of our first show. So all that's ahead. Uh, but first, we'll have two more uh, retro moments of the week, most played. Mr. Clean gets rid of dirt and grime and grease in just a minute. Mr. Clean will clean your whole house and everything that's in it. Floors, doors, walls, halls, white sidewalls, tires, and old golf balls. Sink and those bathtubs he'll do. He'll even help clean laundry, too. Mr. Clean gets rid of dirt and grime and grease in just a minute. Mr. Clean will clean your whole house and everything that's in it. Can he clean a kitchen sink quicker than a wink can he clean a window sash faster than a flash can he clean a dirty mirror he'll make it bright and clearer can he clean
clean a diamond ring. Mr. Clean cleans anything. Mr. Clean gets rid of dirt and diamond grease in just a minute. Mr. Clean will clean your whole house and everything that's in it. Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. wouldn't like to be driving a Buick this summer? You would, wouldn't you? Then why aren't you? If you think you can't afford one, you're wrong. Buicks are probably the biggest bargains on the road. Eight out of ten people are paying the price of a Buick whether they get one or not. So why not put your money on a brand new Buick? Enjoy yourself this year. You'll see the page one with LaVar and Mary here on Blog Talk Radio. You know, there are some stories that kind of don't find their own spot. Um, it's not really a yay or nay. It's not really, you know, something from the smoking gun. But I had to bring up a couple of these this week because they're odd stories in which you, you read it. <laughs> it's bad. But this one came, comes from Russia. And the um, the – Headline of the story is a chess-playing robot breaks a seven-year-old opponent's finger at a Moscow tournament. The incident at last week's Moscow Chess Open tournament happened after the boy hurried the artificial intelligence-powered robot, and uh, the chess-playing robot grabbed the finger of the seven-year-old opponent and broke it. The robot broke the child's finger, according to Sergei Lazarov, the president of the Moscow Chess Federation. Of course, this is bad. You think? Surveillance video of the incident shared on social media shows the robot taking one of the boy's pieces and then grabbing his finger as he attempts to make a move. Four adults did rush in, struggling to free the boy before leading him away from the chessboard. Uh, Lazardov said that the Chess Federation had rented the robot that appeared in many previous events without incident. The child made a move, and after that, it is necessary to give time for the robot's response. But the boy hurried. The robot grabbed him. He said the boy was able to play again the next day and finish the tournament with a finger in a cast. <laughs> I think that robot oh, did it on purpose. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> when did robots become jealous or angry or their tempers or fuses? Their fuses got a little short. That hasn't oh, been the only one. That hasn't been the only weird story this week, and I'm pretty sure for those of you who saw it um, on the news, uh, <laughs> there's some things you can't make up. And uh, it's like you talk about robots or you know animals, but this one is from Japan. Um, people in a southwestern Japanese city have come under attack from monkeys that are trying to snatch babies, biting and clawing at flesh, and sneaking into nursery schools. The attacks on 58 people since July 8th are getting so bad, Yamaguchi City Hall hired a special unit to hunt the animals with tranquilizer guns. The monkeys aren't interested in food, so traps haven't worked. They've targeted mostly children and the elderly. 
Uh, according to a city official, Masato Sato, he says they are so smart and they tend to sneak up and attack from behind, often grabbing at your legs. When confronted by a monkey, the instructions are do not look them in the eye, make yourself look as big as possible, such as by spreading your open your coat, then back away as quietly as possible without making sudden moves. A woman was assaulted by a monkey while hanging laundry on her veranda. Another victim showed bandaged toes. They were taken aback and frightened by how big and fat the monkeys were. Uh, the monkeys are terrorizing the community are Japanese makay, uh, the kind often pictured peacefully bathing in hot springs. One male monkey measuring about, uh, one, about one and a half feet in height and weighing 15 pounds was caught Tuesday by the team with a tranquilizer gun. It was judged by various evidence to be one of the attacking monkeys and it had to be put to death. But more attacks were reported after the capture. No one has been seriously injured so far, but all have been advised to get hospital treatment. Ambulances were called in some cases. And a fair portion of the land in uh, Arch, uh, Archipelago is mountains and forests. Rare attacks on people by bear, boars, or other wildlife have occurred, but generally not by monkeys. And no one seems to know why the attacks have occurred and where exactly the troop of monkeys came from remains unclear. Sato said, quote, I've never seen anything like this in my entire life. Obviously, he never watched Planet of the Apes. Monkey Pop. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> there was video of a monkey who was looking in the window uh, through the door uh, at one of the pets. And it was, you know, a family guy, the evil monkey? It's pretty much the look he had. I, I don't know, man. When the world is in different versions, yeah, it's it's bad. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. But those are some of the uh, odd stories that there was even one I didn't. I'm not even going to get to this week. We'll talk about it next time we meet. But um, real quick, wanted to get to the smoking gun files because I know that is a a favorite of everyone. Uh, so files, we just really started this, but it's the odd stories that you hear. Uh, there's a Floridian, of course, there's always a Florida man. Uh, this comes from Florida, where a Florida man is behind bars on DUI charges for allegedly drunk driving a motorized scooter inside a Walmart, where he nearly struck shoppers and crashed to the shelves of merchandise displays. Aaron Gregory <laughs> was busted at around 10 a.m. on Sunday inside a Walmart in Melbourne, which is a city about 65 miles south of Orlando. Officers were summoned to the store, referenced to an intoxicated male on a motorized scooter. A Walmart security official told <laughs> cops that Gregory was haphazardly driving a Walmart scooter down the aisles, running into shelves and displays, and creating a danger for other patrons by almost striking them with the scooter. He was reportedly so intoxicated that he was barely able to stand on his own and had to be transported from the store on a stretcher. His backpack, which was in the scooter's basket, contained an open bottle of Smirnoff vodka. Store security cameras recorded him swerving, running into items, and nodding off while driving the motorized scooter. Uh, he's charged with four misdemeanors, including driving under the influence, disorderly intoxication, and possession of an open container of alcohol. He's being held in the Brevard County Jail in lieu of $3,000 bond. The Walmart scooter, which tops out at 10 miles per hour, is considered a motor vehicle according to Florida criminal, criminal statutes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> What? So, yes. so you need to have um, a driver's license in order to ride around in a motorized scooter. Pretty much. <laughs> <sighs> it, 
And then um, what uh, for the newlywed and the nearly dead. All right, cool. It gets even odder because I got one more Florida story for you. A heavily intoxicated Florida man was arrested Saturday night after calling 911 to report that his girlfriend, quote, wished to eat Sour Patch Kids, according to police. An arrest affidavit does not reveal why Joshua Larson allegedly phoned the police emergency number at 11.45 p.m. with the candy dispatch. When asked about the call by a sheriff's deputy, Larson smiled and walked away from cops outside his residence in Madeira Beach, a city 10 miles from St. Petersburg. He allegedly struggled with deputies as they sought to place him in handcuffs. An electronic control weapon, as they say, quote, unquote, was eventually used to take him into custody. Charged with misuse of the 911 system of obstruction, he was booked into the county jail, for which he was freed yesterday afternoon in his own recognizance. As part of his release conditions, he's been ordered by a judge to not consume alcohol and has been outfitted with an alcohol monitoring device. Uh, yeah, it's not his first time because he's also had other misdemeanor uh, counts. So, yeah, Sour Patch Candy. Okay. In Florida. Uh, those were the two from the smoking gun files. Um, taking a look at time, I'm going to get to what I promised you is I wanted to do another retro moment, which was the first five minutes of the first show that we ever did. Uh, you will hear as it originally went from the opening through the first five and my introduction of Mary. And I think we talked a little bit about Kim in this clip, the first five minutes of our first show. Here you go. Love Talk Radio. Block Talk Radio Nation, you are tuned into the cutting room floor. I am LeVar. You know, I've got so much to kind of like talk about today, but I'm excited first because I actually did promise you that we would have a surprise guest here today on our show. Um, well, well, there's a celebrity in my eyes. They're not a celebrity per se that you would find out in Hollywood, but it is actually a dear friend of mine who has agreed to Come on to the show today so that I am not sounding like a blittering idiot for like the next 30 minutes. And I hope that this is the first of many shows that she can join us on. And she's going to be here today to talk about some of the latest things that's going on out there in the world of Hollywood or in the news or in entertainment, uh, just to kind of provide uh, feedback from the opposite side. Because if you do listen to my side for 30 minutes, trust me, uh, this would uh, last about as long as Kim Kardashian's marriage. But uh, my friend Mary is here. And, Mary, are you there? I am. Ah, can you hear me okay? Nice to have you. I can great. It's just great to be here. Hear me. Yeah, I, definitely. I know, I know. It's, this has been like, you know, kind of like the guys, you know, like a, a 
the guys club for like the last few months. I think the last person that actually sat here and co-hosted with me was actually Paige Monroe, which was like a couple of months ago. So it's always good to have a voice on the other end. Plus, I mean, you know, the doctors always tell me it's kind of good that there's somebody there to talk to me instead of me talking by myself. Oh, it's only the voices in your head, LeVar. Yeah, I, I know, I know. But, um, <laughs> I'm going to get right into everything that's kind of going on because there's a lot of stuff to cover today. Plus, uh, if we have time, if I don't get to it, we'll post it on our Twitter page. But uh, SMH are word of the week. And for those who don't know what SMH is, which I'm surprised that people still don't, it's shaking my head. A uh, story in which it will probably, by the time you finish reading it, will leave you shaking your head. And because I know that 30 minutes goes by quick on this show, if we don't get to it, the uh, first news and comment trending top five list of the week, uh, we'll have that on our Twitter page. If not, I will definitely tell you what is definitely trending. But, Mary, why don't you start first? Of course, the big story this week, I think, which has trumped everything, which is sad itself, <laughs> the Kim Kardashian fiasco, as we call it. Now. Yes. I'm I'm not a uh, – I guess I'm not naive. And when this first happened on Monday, you know, my first thing was – and for people who have been listening to this show, I said that the wedding was not going to last a year, let alone six months. I mean, I, I don't like being right in that retrospect, but mm-hmm. there's been a lot of stuff here lately, and I'm not sure what your take on this is, but I guess in coming from you, and I guess it's different for guys because they're like, oh, they got divorced. Woo, she's single. I guess, you know, as a woman, if you're watching this whole thing, who is to blame for this from what you've seen? And I guess also, you know, do you think or are you going with the uh, majority here in which we're all pretty much thinking sham? Uh, Yes and no. Um, I I believe that, unfortunately, I don't think anybody's to blame. I think that... um, Part of the part of this is from I, I read something on Twitter from Kim saying that she just got caught up in the moment, and I can understand that feeling of having that of like, hey, I'm engaged. Oh, when's the wedding? Oh, when? What are you going to do? And what, what are you wearing? And and all of those questions that come up when somebody's engaged to someone else. And if something started to go wrong close to or right before the wedding, it's hard to shut that machine off. So. I kind of see where she could be caught up in it. Part of me is saying, okay, I understand that, but I still think that part of it was a lot of, I have to do this because I'm on TV. I have to do this because I've announced it. And that has to never works in a marriage, ever. So I didn't think it was going to last very long ever either. And that was from the first Five minutes of our show. A true retro moment. So fast. There was a lot of, we were just going. Yeah. I'm glad we don't anymore. Right. Like we've slowed down in our old age. Yes, I'm glad we have a little bit of time to discuss, but even then the clock on the wall is telling us that time is kind of rolling along here. So, um, we're going to try to get through yay or nay here really quickly, uh, one of our favorite things that we talk about. Um, the first topic for yay or nay tonight is that Sprite is betting on the adage that it pays to be green, but perhaps not appear green. 
Uh, the colorless lemon lime flavored drink, perhaps best known for its distinctly green colored packaging, announced that it's shedding its most recognizable feature to ironically go green. On Wednesday, Coca-Cola announced they would ditch the soft drink's green colored bottles in favor of clear bottles. The change will pop off August 1st as part of an effort on the company's side to live up to its environmental uh, responsibility. Uh, and transitioning from its current plastic bottles, which contain green uh, polyethylene, I'm going to get that so wrong, uh, Coca-Cola aims to increase the likelihood of discarded Sprite bottles being recycled and made into new beverage bottles. Uh, Sprite's bottle caps and labels, on the other hand, will remain green, albeit a noticeably brighter hue. Uh, since it's debut in 1961, it stood out on shelves and attracted consumers with this vibrant green packaging, but no more. Uh, yay or nay to the new look Sprite? As long as they don't mess with the formula, I don't care what bottle it comes in. <laughs> <laughs> you want the bottle to be purple, it's fine. Just don't change the taste. That's the problem. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, we'll we'll see. Anyway. Uh, the other yay or nay this week was some very sad news for those of us, as Klondike has officially discontinued the famous Choco Taco. Fans of the sweet treat are not happy. In a series of tweets on Monday, the ice cream brand confirmed that they would no longer be making its taco-shaped dessert. They say, unfortunately, the Choco Taco has been discontinued in both one-count and four-count packs. Um, over the past two years, we have experienced an unprecedented spike in demand across our portfolio and have had to make very tough decisions to ensure availability of our full portfolio nationwide. Um, outrage fans are saying it's um, unfortunate. Other fans are not happy and are hoping that someone uh, can buy it and one day it may resurface. Uh, but some are calling it painful. Uh, by late Monday, Choco Taco began trending on Twitter with many people screaming for ice cream. And one said, were the four decades of demand for the Choco Taco not enough? And some saying even rest in peace, Choco Taco. Thank you for being part of my childhood. Yay or nay to the end of the Choco Taco? I don't agree with it. Is that nay? I need yeah, my Choco Taco. Here's the thing, though. There's a place out here that actually does ice cream tacos, like taco ice cream things, and they come in different flavors. So, like, the waffle cone or different flavor taco shell and different flavor ice creams. So I do have a different outlet to get a Choco Taco. It's just not going to be a Klondike Choco Taco, <laughs> which I, I I will miss. I will miss a lot. I like the Choco Taco. Yes, I don't like stuff getting changed. <laughs> don't like this Choco yeah. Taco business. Um, the next yeah. day story, for all you big dreamers out there, it is now a martini made with Velveeta cheese is no longer just a pie-in-the-sky idea. It's called the Velveeta Veltini, and it's now available exclusively during golden hour oh. at restaurants across Chicago and the country. I heard oh. you over there. Limited time only. And according to a press release, the cocktail 
Uh, hedonistically encourages customers who love martinis and love cheese to go ahead and self-indulge. This unexpected yet delicious over-the-top cocktail served in a luxurious martini glass furthers the brand's latest creative platform, La Dolce Velveeta, which is all about stepping out in a confident, unapologetic way to show the world that you're living a life filled with outrageous pleasure. So what's in a Velveeta Veltini? Here's a breakdown. It is Velveeta-infused vodka, olive brine, and vermouth. The cocktail is then garnished with, with cheese drip and a cocktail trip with Velveeta stuffed olives and jumbo Velveeta shells and cheese for the finishing touches. Uh, you can order it, I know, here in Chicago at the Florentine in Chicago from 5 to 8, or you can order a Velveeta kit from Gold Belly. The cocktail will set you back 15 bucks, and the kit will set you back 50 bucks. I already heard what you were saying back there. I'm going to guess that you are going to go nay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying not to throw up on 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 the show, but I was well, I was holding back. I was holding. I like cheese. I'm not saying that I'm against cheese, and I'm definitely for martinis. But those two things stay separate. <laughs> 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 Also from the AMA files, Subway, uh, if you want free food for the rest of your life, and it sounds like an amazing deal, but what would it cost you? Something as simple as a tattoo? Of course, though. It's not that simple. Subway is offering free sandwiches to fans willing to get the restaurant's logo of their Subway series promotion tattooed on their body. The tattooing will be done at Bad Apple Tattoo in Las Vegas this Wednesday, and depending on the tattoo you get, will earn you several options of reward. Uh, a 3 by 3 tattoo imprinted on a person's shoulder blade, forearm, or calf will get them free sandwiches for one year, awarded as $4,380 worth of gift cards. A 2 by 2 logo tattoo will net you free sandwiches for a month, awarded as a $372 gift card. But the big mama, a 12 by 12 tattoo, on the sternum or back will get you free sandwiches for life, giving us $50,000 worth of gift cards every year. Uh, one 12 by 12 tattoo will be uh, offered. A combined maximum of eight 3 by 3 or 2 by 2 tattoos will be offered. Uh, the offer is eligible to any legal U.S. resident 21 years of age, but unfortunately will only be in Las Vegas during the allotted time and on a first-come, first-served basis. Uh, yay or nay? Getting a tattoo and having free sandwiches probably for the rest of your life. Uh, I will, I will pass on that tattoo. Uh, again, not against tattoos or subway, but I will pass on putting those two things together. And uh, yeah, here's the thing, though. D- depending on how much, depending on how much subway you end up eating, those gift cards may. You, you might be able to get away with just the three by three and still have a lifetime supply of subway. Oh, I'll give well, the definitive no, answer uh, because no. we really. Yeah, I'm going to give the definitive answer because we really haven't done clips all night. But uh, it's definitely a no for me, dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. No for me, dog. Because it is a very interesting new way of traveling 
Uh, and then I left another story from the weird stories that I will also leave for next time because you have to leave the audience riveted. Um, but um, before we close the show, of course, I always say that the clock on the wall is telling us that our time is pretty much up. We've got about uh, a few minutes to go, actually, before a full two-hour show. So <laughs> and before Blog Talk Radio kicks us off the air. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I guess I want you, ma'am, if you had any shout-outs this week. This week, we've got a birthday coming up soon. Um, so happy birthday, Pony. Um, other than that, I, just thank you for, one, having me on so long, and then, two, sticking by us for everybody that listens. Like, thanks a lot. That's It's been a blast. So thumbs up. Here's the 200 more. Yes. Uh, that is unless one of us wins the uh, Mega Millions tonight. There might be a slight delay in shows, but uh, <laughs> no, I would still do this. I would still do this if I if I won the Mega Millions. I think we would do this on a larger scale. We would pro- at that point close mm-hmm. to a billion bucks. I think we could then buy a radio station or buy some airtime where this thing could go nationally. Um, and if somebody out there wins and needs some people to do a national show or they want to do that, hey, we are available. So, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I I guess really, we really won't know if anyone has won. But um, good luck to everybody. Um, of course, we hope that – you know, the sad thing is that somebody that's either in, like, the Carolinas – or California, or some upstate New York town is probably going to win this thing. <laughs> it's probably going to be somebody that you know, that's probably doesn't even need it. But, hey, I can't complain. Whoever it is is whoever it is. But good luck to everyone. May the best team win. Um, but, yes, uh, no shout-outs for me this week. But before, I guess before we kind of formally – end things tonight because I want to play one more clip from that first show. Um, How what's the word I guess I'm looking for? Prophetic. I think that's the word I'm looking for. Uh, That things kind of were. How hurried that last minute was. But I'm going to play that and then I'll come back for a few seconds and talk about 200 shows. But here's the ending from the first show. And we've got 90 seconds to go. And, Mary, I could not thank you enough for coming by. Hey, you know, you're free to come by every week when you want to come by. I'd love to have oh, you. Oh, I'd love to do this it. This went by so quick. I so, know. No, we definitely, I've got, I've got a lot more. We left stories out this week, and we even left a particular person out this week who I don't think it's really going to hurt us or hurt him too much. But, yeah, I've got, like, a couple <laughs> more stories, and we've actually got a lot of other great things. So, uh I work on getting Mary back here next week. So um, the clock on the wall is telling us we are out of time. And, oh, I cannot be remiss that uh, we are coming up soon on our first anniversary. So starting today on Twitter, uh, I will be posting some of our best love shows. Uh, we're supposed to start earlier this week, but due to a um, slip in my own brain, forgot that this was the week I was starting. <laughs> we'll start posting our best love shows from our first year of broadcasting, and then the anniversary will be next Saturday, I'll have a special broadcast in. 
And so until next we meet, I am LeVar, and for Mary, thank you so much for joining us on The Cutting Room Floor, everybody. We'll see you next time. Well. How quickly and how some things don't change. (laughs) 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 We we leave stories. We leave you hanging until the next week, and then we have to rush along. But uh, like all good things, and like all good things for 200 shows and counting, uh, I am going to be interested to see where we're at with 300, 400, 500. God knows, and God willing, we can get to 1,000. (laughs) <laughs> get to the 20th anniversary. Who knows? We might in. Hopefully, just hopefully, um, we'll be available on other platforms as well. <laughs> oh, I know you were waiting. I'll Ooh. just go ahead. Please, please. So, yeah. <laughs> you can't have 200 shows without doing that. <laughs> oh. But, um, no. Um, that is pretty much it for this show. Um, like I said again, thank you, my friend, for being here for 200 shows. Um, I think I said it then. I said, I said it now. Um, we enjoy doing what we do, and as I guess in closing, as I always say too, is that uh, until the next time that we are back together, of course, here on Friday nights, 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Central, uh, in between then, be kind to each other, <laughs> uh, be good to each other, be careful out there, and just follow by the good word. It's pretty much the best way that we can leave it. But, of course, we always leave the last word as thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening to Page One. Don't forget to get the latest show info on Twitter at News Comment BTR and add us as a podcast on Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and other platforms where we can be found. 